Hey guys, it's Bridget. It's Mary. And Will. And this is our podcast, No Stupid. Hi, Will. Hi. Hello. How is everyone's uh, day? <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's still fun. It's just, <laughs> you, know, uh, just day in the life. you know, the anticipation <laughs> is killing me. I know. <laughs> Being awake and watching your own surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's like kind of the feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I saw a funny meme accurate. about like the polling places in certain mm-hmm. places was the slot from um, Utopia. Oh, (laughs) just like, I'm going to count these. It's going to take a long time. (laughs) Um, That is how it feels. But besides election stuff, uh, what have you guys been up to anything at all? Nothing? I'm ready for Thanksgiving break. And I think my kids Mm -hmm. are too. Mm -hmm. They're ready to Mm -hmm. have a break. That'd be Uh, good. I'm excited for Thanksgiving too. Just because I also Same. want a long break, so I just want food. I do love Thanksgiving. Reminds me of best that song. Food. Thanksgiving. Like, oh, yeah, mashed potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, yeah, the turkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We're here yeah. to say thanks. Didn't have like a random like guy just come into the house and start rapping in front of the kids. Yeah, I think he's the. Producer or the guy who runs that company. If no one knows what we're talking about, (laughs) probably like 10 years ago, five years ago, 2012. About 15, I'd say. The year the apocalypse was supposed to happen. So it does feel like it's been 15 years. Oh, it feels like it's been 15 years. Like around 2012, (laughs) 2010, there was like this, it wasn't a craze, but it was a trend where these junior high school aged girls would. I don't know if there were any boys. I didn't see any boys making any videos. So maybe there were boys. But the ones I saw were all girls. And um, there was this production company that could hire. And they would write a song for you. And you could sing it. And you'd make a music video. And you could invite all your friends to be in it. And, you know, Rebecca Black Friday. That's kind of... That's how it jumped off. And, you know, that's such a hit. But there's there's so many people that follow that, but there's one called maybe Thanksgiving is this girl's favorite holiday and that's why she did it. But it's called It's Thanksgiving and it's by Nicole Westbrook. You can look it up on YouTube. It's just this junior high school girl singing about pretty much how much she loves Thanksgiving. And yeah, some random guy just shows up to her house with all these other like twelve year olds and raps and they eat dinner. It's great. Totally normal. Really the anthem of, of Thanksgiving. They should just blast that in every single store so everybody can sing along and, and know the best <laughs> the best holiday. It's not, but... So I'm mm-hmm. watching this video and the guy no. just pops up from the bottom of the screen. <laughs> oh, in the Thanksgiving video? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Oh. It's one, one, uh, one part of it just says, December, December was Christmas. January's New Year, April's Easter, and then there's the 4th of July. And I was like, uh-huh, those are all the right months and the, you know, the right holidays in those months. Uh, thank you for, for that update. 
you know, the song tells you you're going to have a good time during Thanksgiving. So I won't rap it. I'll read, read it. Read us the rap. Wrap it to us. In a very right. monotone, even voice for yeah. you. It's uh, okay. Yo, <clears throat> it's okay. Thanksgiving, giving, and I'm trying to be forgiving. Come on, girl. Nothing is forbidden. You know, <laughs> I gotta have. I gotta what? give thanks to you and you and you. Can't be hateful. Gotta be grateful. Gotta it. be grateful. Can't be hateful. Oh my god. I That's could... about it. <laughs> and towards the end, she sings into like a turkey leg. <laughs> I oh, remember like that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> mm. I wonder what they're up to now. All those kids. Mm-hmm. Like if they're if they're still making shitty music. Or if they're making legit music. Remember Rebecca Black made a legit song. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually pretty pretty talented. Mm-hmm. She's uh She didn't need that. She's this company. She yeah, she she bettered herself. And you know, honestly, it probably wasn't right for everybody to shit on some thirteen year old girl, was. you know, looking <laughs> I back. Mean, I mean, we all did it. But... <laughs> we all did it. But you know, I regret doing it. I'm sorry, Rebecca Black. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh I'm sorry maybe that your you parents. Were, maybe for like... Yeah, I'm sorry your parents are shit. <laughs> yeah, but you did have you you had the best song out of all these kind of weird trend things. I still not my jeans. You know, you didn't my jeans. <laughs> oh yeah, my jeans. <laughs> who's Kiki Palmer? Everybody, get... <laughs> yeah. Who the hell's Kiki Palmer? <laughs> um, there's also this one. I don't, I forget what it's called, but it's essentially these two girls, uh, they just sing about how hot they are, but they're 13. Yeah. Remember, it's like, hot girls, we have problems too. too. (laughs) Something, something. I do sing Friday on Fridays to my kids just to annoy them because they hate the song. It's Friday. Yeah, it's like, it's Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Remember she made made the song Saturday? Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun. (laughs) No, she made a Saturday song? Yeah. She made a song called Saturday, I'm pretty sure. That's what it's called. It's Saturday, Saturday. Gotta sleep in Saturday. I think it was like a a couple, maybe. I was like, it was 2013. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was just yesterday she sang the song. Seven years ago, everybody. It was kind of like a, I think, like a parody of what friday was and kind of uh you know make like, kind of poking fun of, at what happened and everything mm-hmm. good for her getting a sense yeah. of humor mm-hmm. i mean she's way more successful than like i am so i mean yeah. good on you rebecca black <laughs> um also for the thanksgiving song i just always wonder why the lyric is nothing is forbidden yeah what why is that in there saying that to a bunch of 13 year olds yeah, it's like nothing's forbidden, like of the kind of food you can bring, like the side dishes. What's Highly going suspect. On? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. We'll have to have a go there's into a, it. There's a squeaking, and I have to figure out what it is. Give me a second. Is it a ghost? <laughs> you just hear it in the back going, I'm going to beat the living daylight out of you. <laughs> what the fuck did I say? Don't make any noise during my podcast. <laughs> you just hear crying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> i showed some of my roommates um most popular girls in the school mm-hmm. last week 
I don't know, we got on the subject of like old kind of meme videos and stuff on YouTube and I don't know, we somehow segued into like the comedy stuff and I was like, have you ever seen the most popular girls in school? And none of them had and I was like, it's so amazing. It's like South Park and like Mean Girls (laughs) because they film like these little short segments, like five, ten minutes long, but like with Barbie dolls, but it's really crude humor and there's a lot of swearing it's just really funny (laughs) and i hadn't watched it in a really long time so it's good revisiting that yeah it's good shit everybody go watch most popular girls on school on youtube on school it's really in school on school there's a school they're popular girls they're on it in it around it all over yeah and i also they made they use like 3d technology on YouTube, and so they made it so it's, like, you can use your phone and, like, look around the room, and all the girls would be up in your faces and, and, and you know, telling you to fuck off. It's just like you're a Barbie. It's like you're there. It's crazy. I want to poop here. <laughs> I want to poop here. She has pooping privileges here. <laughs> Ashley, catch a door, and you're supposed to be watching the door. <laughs> this is Pearl Harbor, and I'm Ben Affleck. And you're Cuba Gooding Jr. just disappointing everybody. Which, by the way, Cuba Gooding Jr. was the only one who did anything in that movie, in that scene. Yeah, Cooping's the Cuba's the the hero. Yeah, he shot down okay. like four planes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you do, Ben Affleck? Yeah. Besides, you well, know, the moon or asteroid. Well, that was a different movie. But all he did in this movie was <laughs> um, sleep with Kate Beckinsale and then get mad at Josh. Oh my god, what's his last name? Hartnett. Hartnett for sleeping with Kate Beckinsale when he allegedly died, but didn't. He came back from the dead. Spoiler alert, Ben Affleck's not dead. He woke up alive. <laughs> he went to bed dead and woke up alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm still rolling in my Pokemon business, so Oh good. I'm so I'm happy. Have you sold anything yet? Uh I ha- I um I haven't gotten my cards back yet from the greater the place you get uh it graded so um once those come back you know then i'll then i'll try to yeah, do that good yeah i get to see what my cards are like so mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna be waiting well like possibly two th- two to f- six months <laughs> who knows because the ten dollar there's different service levels mm-hmm. and so the economy ten dollar service level it's ten dollars a card to get graded and so because they're so backed up, um, they don't really give a timeline on it. It's just like, we'll get to it sometime <laughs> in the future. So kind of like the U.S. election. Yeah, <laughs> like we'll get to it sometime in the future. It kind of varies. Uh, I had a couple of my cards specifically that I wanted to get graded faster just so I could sell them some of the cards it's not worth it to get graded at a higher level if it's you know you don't there's no profit margin it's like if i get a pay 50 dollars to get a card graded and then it sells for like 55 dollars, what was the point so sometimes you have to take a long time but i have some charizards i was like i gotta get on this and so i paid 75 dollars a card oh geez <laughs> instead of 10 <clears throat> to get it graded and it was really expensive but it's supposed to be two to three weeks on that when usually it's supposed to be five business days. So, you know, it's still there. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But when I get it back, just wait. I'm going to be like a 
thousand dare. <laughs> well, good luck with that, Mary. I hope I wish you well. Um, Thanks. I'm sure it will turn out well. Yeah, I think I found my new career here. Oh, you know, <laughs> hey, it's really I bet people, my new life path. I'm sure people make a shit ton of money doing that if you find the right things. Mm-hmm. You know? If only 20 years ago, I pushed my dad more to buy first edition Pokemon cards. Because mm-hmm. then I could have gotten the first edition Charizard. And that's selling right now for over $200,000. So that'd be, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. But, you know. Buy a house. Hindsight, yeah. yeah. That'd be so nice. But. Who knows? Right now, I'm going to be like, I'm going to collect Pokemon cards now, and then in 20 years, this will be worth. Yeah. See? $100. It's all about that that ROI. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. You just got to wait it out. Mm -hmm. It's a long game. Mm Mm-hmm. When I get ready to retire, I'll be like, I'm going to sell all my Pokemon cards. Here I come. Somewhere where I'm going to (laughs) go when I retire. I don't know. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere not hot. Not hot. Mm-mm. I no beaches for hate, me. I hate hot weather. Yeah, you hate the sun. I do hate the sun. <clears throat> Mary will be living it up like the Collins. Yeah. Here I go, foggy mountain <laughs> retreat. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> it's fine. And then I'll yeah, I'll just be like the town hermit. I'll just live in secrecy. Yeah, you can be like the Unabomber. Yeah, except I won't commit yeah, acts of terrorism. I mean, you know, little <laughs> things like that. It's little differences. You know, those are I tiny mean, things. It's that... as if that makes a big difference. <laughs> it's only the small difference, you know. Yeah, I mean, the difference between killing people and not. But... Well, well, good. I'm, well, I'm glad your pokey business is mm-hmm. is going is going well. If anybody has any uh, any listeners out there have all the Pokemon cards, you know. Get us up. Give them to Mary. Yeah, give them to me and I'll sell them. (laughs) They're worthless, except if you have certain ones. (laughs) Don't tell them that, Mary. You don't want, yeah, they'll keep them if if you tell them it's worth something. Yeah. Well, you know, you could sell them to me, you know, or you could, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. So I guess moving right along, this week's movie was Horse Sense, starring. Baby Lawrence and Big Lawrence. Medium Lawrence for about 2.5 seconds. Was he in there? He was in there for like literally. Like you blink and you miss him. Okay. He's like I, a cameo. Yeah. Okay. I definitely he, blinked. He gives Joey Lawrence like Brokeback Mountain A eyes. look. Yeah. Which is weird because mm-hmm. they're brothers, but it's fine. <laughs> but they're brothers. <laughs> but they're brothers. <laughs> Not together. <laughs> Just real quick this but their brothers like years ago so like the property brothers they're twin uh they're twins and for the longest time i thought they were gay <laughs> and i was ta- i think i was talking to will about it and it was like he- one of them drew scott is getting married to some lady and he's like oh i thought they were gay and i think it was will was like but they're brothers it is i said you know they're not they're not gay together. They're <laughs> they happen to be brothers, but they're separately gay, but not gay together. This isn't like Game of Thrones shit, okay? In the um, house flipping renovation world, 
they shared a womb they were yeah they were made to be together <laughs> it's not they're not gay together yeah but, so but so it's like but they're brothers it just reminds me of <laughs> but they were gay <laughs> but they're brothers yeah so joey lawrence and matthew lawrence mm-hmm. not gay not together not at all as far as i know their only relationship is a familial one. Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys may know the Lawrence brothers from Brotherly Love. Was it Jump Ship? Is that that one? That's later. Yeah. That one's after this movie. It's a sequel. But Lawrence brothers. Blossom. Blossom. Joey Lawrence was mm-hmm. in Blossom. He also had a um, hit record, I believe. I mean, for. Was it a hit? I mean, for the 90s, I think it was. Um, very much like. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So, Horse Sense is about... A horse that has a lot of sense. That can sense people's presence. Mm-hmm. It's a Mr. Ed, like... <laughs> oh my god, I would have loved that. Reboot. <laughs> reimagining. <laughs> oh my god, what if Joey Lawrence had gotten turned into a horse? That would have been very on par with Disney. It would have been... I'm going to write Disney about this. This is the next movie they need to do. <laughs> um, or This could be your Horse Sense fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about a that. A man turns into a horse. <laughs> Joey Lawrence plays Michael. And he is a spoiled brat, you know, Beverly Hills kid. And Michael, who is played, or no, Tommy. Tommy, who is played by Andy Lawrence, or Andrew Lawrence, whatever he goes by these days, plays his younger cousin, who is from montana and he grew up on a ranch and so they're very opposite he's also about i don't know like 10 years younger than um michael is and so it starts off with tommy who is like i said is baby lawrence and he's going to visit big lawrence and he's kind of he's telling his mom you know oh maybe i shouldn't go you know you've got a lot i you need me here and his mom's like, no, you know, I need you. you. Go have fun. Go see your cousin, you know, live it up in California, whatever. So you kind of feel like, you know, he, he has this guilt of leaving. He wants to go and see his cousin. He's really excited about it, but he doesn't want to leave his mom, which mm-hmm. was totally me at this age. Because like, dad's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad's dead. Right on because part Because it's Disney. a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have two parents. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, this is, you know, the movie that brings it back. The main character. There is, uh, you know, the, an absence yeah. there. We had a good, we had a good streak a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. there's two parents in this household, but mm-hmm. not anymore. Nope. Um, they have to have that void to fill, you know, and that mm-hmm. always comes in the void or in the shape of parent um usually the mom but in this case it's the dad and so then it kind of cuts to michael who's waking up at 12 15 same um Mm -hmm. in the afternoon and he's kind of like you know he's just lounging around and he's in college and he kind of just moseys on out and then he goes to he goes downstairs and this because he lives they live in this this mansion And he goes downstairs and their cook slash maid is juicing for him. And steroids (laughs) making him green juice. She's like juicing like wheatgrass or something like that. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe steroids. I don't know. Mary. Mm -hmm. You know what? She reminds me of the maid. Who? She looks like Natalie Tran in a way. (gasps) Oh my gosh, like 
Natalie in 40 years. Yeah. Should you should uh, send her a message? Be like, hey, I found you. When you're older, I think is what you're gonna look like. Who yeah. is that? Natalie Chan. She used to do a um, Tran, YouTube Tran. channel. She was really funny. Oh, I remember. Yeah. She was the Australian lady, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember her. Yeah, she's funny. Uh, we're gonna real quick shout out to Natalie Tran. We miss you. Um, <laughs> we we miss you. Uh, we wish you would come back and make videos for us. Has she not posted anything in a while. For no, like four, years. Three years, oh, yeah, three wow. years. Wow. Uh, so, a lot of people sometimes will just comment like on her videos and stuff, like "Come back, Natalie." She still sometimes posts on her uh, her Facebook, like for her uh, internet persona, mm-hmm. just random updates. But it's just it's not the same. She's so funny. Yeah, I but, remember um, her videos. They were good. Yeah. If anybody's uh, bored or interested, look up Community Channel on youtube it's natalie tran she is a very funny australian um lady and she does a lot of funny skits they're still really funny sometimes i watch them but i agree it's uh it's natalie in 40 years which is good i like that (laughs) (laughs) so uh natalie tran slash arlene um Mm -hmm. makes him this green juice and um he you know joey lawrence comes downstairs and he's like oh good morning it's such a beautiful day you know i woke up when the sun was warm and she's like oh don't forget you know you've got to pick up your little cousin he's like oh what i can't you know i'm too hot to pick up my cousin you know i've got all these all of these responsibilities and so wait a second what's that note say maybe that's um okay i don't know what that says um and so he's like, okay, sure, you know, I'll go pick him up, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to class and he's got this um, stage five clinger for a girlfriend who buys him a watch for their two week anniversary. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's how they do it in Beverly Hills. I don't know. But then she literally calls him 30 minutes after, after he tells her that he has to go pick up his cousin. Cause he just kind of like runs off. Cause he's got to go. He's like, oh shit, I got to go pick up my cousin. I was supposed to be at the airport 30 minutes ago. And so he gets there and he picks him up and of course he he's in cowboy gear, you know, just standing there with his fingers in his little pant loops, just like, you know, the typical cowboy stance. And um, Michael pulls up in this, I don't know, he's got like a Porsche, right? Some kind of yeah, fancy. He's, he's fancy. Red sports car. Yeah, a little red little sports car. And he's like, hey man, I'm so excited you're here. And Tommy's like, yeah, I know. And, um, and then, yeah, like I said, then his girlfriend calls him and she's like, Hey, um, you know, are we going to see each other tonight? You know, even though we just saw each other like five minutes ago and you're supposed to be hanging out with your cousin. Was that? Okay. never mind. Um, I thought I heard something. Um, and then he's like, Oh, sure. You know, yeah, we'll do something. And he's like, Oh, by the way, I got to stop and pick up a necklace for, What's her name? Gina or something like that. And Gina. Gina. <laughs> Gina. And Tommy's like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. And so then it kind of cuts to that night. Um, and they have their his parents are there. Michael has both of his parents. So automatically he's the asshole. Privileged. Yeah, he's privileged. He's an asshole. Both of his parents. And he doesn't appreciate it. Um, by the way, his dad is Calabar from H-Town. I, I, I saw that. I did not remember that at all. Maybe instead of being like 
destroyed in Halloween Town. He went to another he universe. He got transported. <laughs> yeah, he got transported to another universe, and then he's like, uh, I'll just, you know, hang out here and start a family, I guess. Yeah, he gets back on the right track. You know, he starts mm-hmm. his life over. Um, And so, and then he, or the aunt, what's the aunt's name? JC? Aunt JC, I think is her name. And she's like, oh, Tommy, we're so glad you're here. And, you know, I you know you can't wait to go to Disneyland. And Michael's like, yeah, but I'm not going to take him to Disneyland this weekend, which, I mean, I kind of understand, like, why would you go to Disneyland on a Saturday? Because, let's face it, it is going to be long. But, but in reality, he just really doesn't want to take him. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of, like, putting it off. And the parents are like, yeah, sure, that's that's great. You guys do what you want to do. Unfortunately, we have to go do rich people shit in Palm Springs. We're so sorry. We're leaving. And it's going to be you and Tommy all week. And, you know, have fun, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Michael takes him to, like, their little theater room. And there's a popcorn mm-hmm. machine filled with, like, stale popcorn. Because I'm sure no one ever goes in there. It's a prop. It's, it's yeah, there's just, it's like, they just have popcorn. Just... It's, like, packing yeah. peanuts just painted <laughs> yeah. yellow. It's and for display like, only. I'm sure. Yeah, because it's definitely been in there for a while. Or what if they made Arlene, like, every day she had to go make new <laughs> popcorn, popcorn and no one ate it. But it's just so it could be there just in case someone comes by. And every day she just, like has to make new popcorn and just like throw it out it's like these damn rich people <gasps> oh what making me pop this popcorn nobody eats it what the fuck <sighs> that's so sad all that good popcorn i'd be upset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. me too um and then he turns on the movie and guess what movie's playing it's brink do you guys know that it's, it's brink, brink. Oh, I didn't know that. so yep i had i had a question about this mm-hmm. so do you think the movie Brink exists in this universe <laughs> or do you think that they're just watching like the X games that happen to be on and like Brink and this horse sense are within the same universe. Oh, you is know what? DCOM you. I bet. Yeah. It's like, is it the DCOM cinematic universe? Is it? Cause it, if it was just on, it'd be like happening concurrently so horse sense and brink are happening at the at same time. At the same time. Mary, you're genius. I never even thought of that. They're totally, see you. <laughs> they're totally just watching. Yeah, they're watching the games. That's because it you're so genius. Because it just because the clip that shows it's really quick, but it's just like Val in, mm-hmm. you know, doing his sports. <laughs> so there's no actual movie plot going on. It just looks like a sports channel. So I was just like, maybe it's just the X Games. They're just watching it and Oh, you're so that's what's happening that's it that's it that's so it's not a movie it's the x games or whatever they called their mm-hmm. games they didn't call it the x games did they i, it's I something, forgot what it they called it like that but yeah kind of like the x games so yeah so they're watching the x games which happens to be brink and um tommy's like so what do you want to watch and michael's like oh sorry i gotta go to my clinger's house and give her a necklace that i just bought and, you know, but don't. I have to go bang my girlfriend. <laughs> don't worry. I'll I have be... to get laid. I'll be back in five minutes. He's don't like, give don't. her a pearl necklace if you know what I mean. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, the pearl necklace that we bought for her earlier. I totally know what you mean. Like, um, sure, that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bang, okay. <laughs> and then he says the most offensive thing ever. He's like, do you know how to load a VCR? Which is so relatable, being from Wyoming, <laughs> because. I know, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten, like, asked that question. Like, do you have these in Wyoming? It's not as bad as it used to be. But my mom used to work for Prudential. 
and their headquarters were in Connecticut, I think, Hartford, I don't know, somewhere on the East Coast. And they legitimately asked my mom how we put out fires. <laughs> and my mom told her, she was, my mom was like, oh, we use the water brigade. You know, everybody grabs a bucket and then we walk, work it down the line. And she was like, seriously? And my mom was like, no, we have a fucking fire department. Like, I don't know. So, but then um, Tommy's like, yes, I know how to use a VCR. We have VCRs in Montana. And so, you know, it just, there is kind of that little divide that, that cultural difference. Mm-hmm. Um, can you guys hear that? What? Okay, good. Um, I just farted. No, I'm kidding. McKenna's bouncing the basketball. Um, sure. It was <laughs> the basketball. <laughs> it was the basketball. It was the chair. Um, and so the next, and so he just kind of leaves Tommy there all night um, while he's banging his girlfriend. And um, the next day, it shows him the next day, and he's like, you know, oh, we're going to go to Disneyland today? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, I just got to see a guy about some things, but we'll hang out later. And so, like, they never end up hanging out. It's pretty much just Tommy and Arlene hanging out the entire time. Yeah. And, I felt like, I was like, oh, Yeah. And which, like, she it's seems- sad he won't, like, bought, like, his cousin seems not interested it in you know hanging out with mm-hmm. them and is really distracted but i was like oh like she seems like Arlene's being really nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she seems way cool yeah. and like tommy cooks for her mm-hmm. like he like she like when he first comes to la she you know uh she cooks him a meal and then he goes i'm gonna make you a meal montana style you know one of these nights and so he does that and I yeah like, i thought that was really cute i thought that they were cute like it shows him like trying to teach her how to rope like out by the mm-hmm. pool and it's it's cute honestly i bet he had more fun with her than he would yeah. have had with michael probably but then the next day she throws like major shade at michael because he's like god i can't believe i slept so long which is also me i say that every day <laughs> oh my god i can't believe i slept for this long um and he's like hey where's my drink and she's like you can shove your green drink up your ass and go and hang out with your little cousin <laughs> and he's like what okay <laughs> you heard me. This is exactly what she exactly says. What she says. She's like, he's like, well, I'm taking him to Disneyland next week, and she's like, uh, next week is today because he's leaving tomorrow. And he's like, oh my god, <laughs> like I had no idea. And so he's like, no, we're going to Disneyland today. I promise. And then on the way to Disneyland, he gets a call from Gina, his girlfriend, who's like, hey, oh by the way, her father is a filmmaker. Um, he made tornado yeah, and lethal force, <laughs> and tornado and too. Lethal force, not to be confused with lethal weapon or twister. Um, what if he made least he could do a crossover? It could be a lethal tornado, <laughs> like Sharknado, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a we- a gun wielding or like a knife wielding tornado. Yeah, it just spews like sharp projectiles, <laughs> just like flying everywhere. It's like just knives and swords. <laughs> Or it could just, you know, shoot a gun. I don't know. Uh, did you see that they're making arachnid tornado or tornado? It's like basically a tornado made out of spiders. I will not be watching that movie. That sounds awful. Yeah, I don't know. Are That's they, like a nightmare. Are they planning on doing a crossover episode, a movie called like Sharpedo versus, uh, or Sharknado versus the Arachnado? Oh, God. I, want I bet they would do that. I don't want It could be like. It could be like when like Godzilla, like they have those like crossover Godzilla movies mm-hmm. where it's like Godzilla versus, you know, whatever. It's except it's these two tornadoes that just are equally horrific. But mm-hmm. I I'd pay to see that. <laughs> I would not. 
um, that was the chair. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, Gina calls him on the way over, and she's like, "Oh my, you know, my dad wants to meet you. We're going over to the racetrack." And he's like, "Okay, um, you know, I'll be there in a little bit. I'm just gonna drop." my cousin off at this place that I've never been at before and drop him off with a bunch of toddlers. And like, I don't know why he couldn't take him to the racetrack, to be honest. I don't know if that's like an, if that's like an 18 and older thing. I don't know. He just wasn't cool. Yeah. He's like, I don't want a kid hanging around. And so he takes him and drops him off at like this drop in center. And he, he's just kind of like, he's there all day and he, brushes out to take him to like go get Tommy and then in the process he accidentally hits a lady as he's pulling out because he's like oh my blind spot and she's like your top is down and he's like oh I'm so your, sorry your top is down your top <laughs> is down <laughs> and to be to be clear he hits a woman but she's oh, in yeah, a car in he a doesn't car. just like he hits her hit a, like she just runs down a lady like on the sidewalk he, he hits her car yeah it, it does absolutely like no damage <laughs> She's like laying in the street, like in the gutter, like you're dumb. She's like, I'm so sorry. I have to go pick up my cousin. She's like, oh, blind spot. Shirtless. It's like when Michael Scott hits Meredith oh, in the yeah. parking lot in the office. Um, exactly. exactly. He just hits the lady and then he leaves her in the middle of the road. And she's like, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have a family emergency. And here's my information. It's totally legit. Nothing is fake about it. Here's my insurance card and all this. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hope everything's okay. And then he takes off and he goes to pick up Tommy. And he's climbing through, like, all the, like, the fun, you know, kid stuff. And yeah, you get, it's just, um, you know, like, like, it's essentially McDonald's. a McDonald's yeah. play place. <laughs> exactly imagine all the like the poop and the pee everywhere in there oh and he's in white by the way he's in white pants you get a nice shot of his ass in white pants too which is totally irrelevant um but it does happen (laughs) and so he can't find him because like literally all it is is toddlers and tommy's like 11 so obviously he wouldn't want to be there and so he picks up he calls arlene and arlene has already picked him up and, he, and then he's like, oh, my God, I was so worried about you, Tommy. What happened? And Tommy's like, go fuck yourself. You were watching horses be abused all day while I was sitting with toddlers all day. You know, like, I'm not, don't even talk to me. And so then he's like, you know, everything's totally fine. And then his parents come home and Tommy's just like, no, I'm sorry. I'm just tired. You know, everything's fine. Your son's totally not an asshole. And... They're like, oh, we're so glad you guys had fun. And then he packs up and he leaves and he goes home. And that's pretty much the end of that. And that night, it's either that night or the night after when his mom's looking at him while they're having dinner and she's looking at him like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. And you can just see it in her mom's eyes. And he's like, so we, you know, heard back from your, your cousin, Tommy. And he's like, oh, yeah, did he make it back okay? And his dad turns on a dime. He's like, oh, suddenly you care. Like it's it's suddenly like major shit because he's like we told he told he told your aunt Julie or Jules or something like that that you didn't spend any time together you didn't go to Disneyland you left him at a kitty drop-in center while 
while you were at the racetrack and then just like and then all of a sudden the cops show up at the door and as it turns out the, she the lady called the cops because he gave her the wrong information like the wrong insurance info but she managed to like write down his license plate number just to make sure that he was legit and it totally wasn't legit and so then his parents were like first of all you lied to us because he told them that he'd gotten into like a little like hit and run it was a hit and run somebody hit him and then they ran <laughs> and he was like well it was a hit and run he's like i did she threw her body <laughs> on my car like, okay he's and like, her top I, was down he's like i hit her and then and then i had to run so that was the hit and run <laughs> and so then they are like you know what no like we're not doing this so they reverse fresh prince of bel-air him Instead of going to Beverly Hills, <laughs> he gets sent to his aunt in Montana. Yeah, so they send him to Montana, and they're like, you're going to go work at your Aunt Jules's <clears throat> ranch for free. You're going to learn how to do hard work, and you're going to learn how to not get paid for free. And he's like, oh, Montana. You're going to go intern <laughs> at, at your aunt's <laughs> ranch. You're an unpaid intern, okay? You're going to go get her coffee. You're going to make canned emails for her and respond to you know invitations and shit like that mm-hmm. you're gonna fax <laughs> you're gonna use a fax machine you're gonna make copies for michael her. okay you're gonna take phone calls for her i'm sure her phone line is blowing up mm-hmm. um and so then he he lands in montana and this is where you get a brief glimpse of cowboy matthew lawrence he like they bump into each other and michael's like looks at him he's like what the fuck and Matthew Lawrence looks him up and down. He looks at, like, his white cowboy boots and then his, like, black cowboy outfit. He looks like a 90s Tim McGraw video. Like, he looks <laughs> ridiculous. And then um, Matthew Lawrence just kind of, like, smirks at him and, like, tips his hat. Um, very, like I said, he gives him a look. But it's not a gay look. It's a look that's <laughs> like, you ain't from around here, are you? And he's clearly not. He's also wearing leather in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. and he had just come from L.A., and he's flying to, like, you know, mountains, which is, it gets hot in Montana in the summer, but, you know, he's obviously not very bright, so, and then the aunt's like, okay, well, we just gotta make a stop at the bank, and she goes into the bank, and then she kind of looks at, when she comes back out, she looks at Tommy, you can tell she's kind of upset, and Tommy's, like, looking at her, like, you know, is everything okay, and she just kind of shakes her head no, and of course, Michael all he's concerned with is like fiddling with the radio stations. Cause I'm sure he can't pick up anything that he wants in Montana. So they take him to the, to the ranch and he meets the ranch hands and they of course give him shit because he looks fucking ridiculous. Right. And they're like, Oh, look at your shoes. And he's like, yeah, they're, they're Italian. And then one of them's like, Oh, does that mean they moo with an accent? And he's like, no, it means they're really expensive. And I don't, it's, you know, he's an asshole, clearly. Mm. And we've all met these people. They come into town every year at Frontier Days <laughs> and they dress like cowboys and fucking Frontier fucking Days. Frontier Days. I hate Frontier Days. <laughs> I'm I'm not like sad that we didn't have it this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was like big free and whoop <laughs> Frontier Days. For the record, I feel like go ahead. Real fast, like I feel like if you're from Cheyenne, you either love Frontier Days or you fucking hate it. And people that live near the park Mm -hmm. fucking hate it. Like, Will and I I both live in a neighborhood by the park where Frontier Days is. 
and it's just like a pain in the ass for a week (laughs) like all the noise all the like the drunk people up and down the street like parking in my spot Mm -hmm. you should charge them i don't like it charge them it's a public street street. it's like i can't charge them they charge them to park in your lawn but then it just ruins your lawn like (laughs) My lawn is They would like there? be running over all my dad's Not flowers. Even a Prius. You couldn't put a Prius there. Maybe it's smart. Like, car. You can park your bicycle smart here. <laughs> you can park your Vespa. There are actually people who literally get the hell out of Dodge during Frontier Days. They're like, like they, they take off, like they take off. I don't. They go. I don't know wherever it is. But, yeah, I had a coworker that would take their vacation time during Frontier Days. Yep, <laughs> just get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, Frontier Days, I think, used to be. I don't know if you guys really remember, Mary. You didn't move here till later, and well, I don't know if you, you didn't really move here till later either. But it was a lot more fun in the day. It wasn't as commercialized, and there weren't as many people. It was more of a local thing. I mean, like bull riders came from all over. Still, mm-hmm. um, R.A.P. Lane Frost. Um, to you know, to 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 ride in the daddy as they called it the daddy of them all mm. but it was still more <laughs> yeah, in context yes yes yeah. it's, called... <laughs> it's not just called the daddy um the daddy daddy rodeo uh, the all the riders are just like i have to go ride my daddy <laughs> <laughs> i would pay more money my my daddy's the my daddy's in Cheyenne. i would I'm gonna go ride real hard <laughs> i would pay more money to see that than i paid to see post malone at front days <laughs> Um, also, what year was this that you're reminiscing about? Um, the like frontier days when it was fun, yeah. Like, specifically, well, what I year was, are like, you? This is like 96, 90, 95, 96. I was a little kid, so mate, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I was surrounded by a bunch of drunk adults, had no idea what was going on. But I of mean, course, it was, it was fun, you know. They you got to actually get up close and personal with the animals, and now it's like, you know, and also it wasn't nearly as expensive. They used to have a street dance. Guess what? They're gonna do that this year to make up for all their losses last oh, this oh, year. When they Next year's gonna be five hundred percent just mm-hmm. jacked. Yeah, you know those twenty dollar beers. They're 40. not gonna be forty dollars. <laughs> so bring a flask. Yeah. I mean, I don't like. I didn't grow like. I didn't always hate Frontier Days. I think it's just like something that happens when you get older. Yeah. I think because I moved to Cheyenne in nineteen ninety eight. And so, like, when Frontier Days would come around, you know, I we'd, we lived by the park, so we'd, you know, walk up, and we'd go to the carnival, and go on rides, and, you know, like, for the first couple of years, like, maybe maybe three or four years, it was like, let's go to the carnival and stuff, and then yeah. it's just like, okay, well, I'm not really interested in, like, going to the carnival as much, and plus, I developed a, a, a motion sickness issue, <laughs> so... Um, I can't go on any of those rides for the most part. My body just can't handle like spinning at like two miles an hour. Okay, I just can't handle it. I will puke. Well, everywhere. and maybe but, we're um, introverts too, so maybe that's part mm-hmm. of it. But I do think it used to be more fun. But like now, they—I mean, you can't even park anywhere. You they they you know reroute the roads. Everything over there is now a one-way street. It's mm-hmm. just insane. But also back to the flask thing. So when Will and I went to see Florida Georgia Line, I snuck in a flask and that they started using metal detectors that year. I swear to God, they never <laughs> used metal detectors before that. And Will and I saw the metal detectors and Will turns back to look at me and he looks at me like, good luck. And he just walks. <laughs> and, I was like, oh, fuck. and they didn't, they didn't catch it. 
but I was really lucky. Oh. But the look Will gave me was like, mm, sucks to be you. I'll see you in there, maybe. <laughs> so, I, mean, I was like, you could have put it in like, I don't know, like a pocket of your pants. And if they sense it, be like, it's a piercing. <laughs> it's my genital Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, that is my genital piercing you're detecting. If you'll okay. excuse me, I'll Mind your business. my um, contraband liquor inside. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're right. I should have known. I should have, I should have thought of that, but I didn't. Next, Next time. time. I got some cushy mm-hmm. bling. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me, sir. Where do you think you're going with that? Um, <laughs> so anyway, if you've never been to Frontier Days, it's a shit don't show. do it unless you're into rodeos and, um, country music, country music. And just one last thing, like really con- concerts at Frontier Days are like light concerts like l-i-t-e like kind of watered down because you'll go to like mary member eric church of course you do um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so well well, he played like i don't know he played like maybe like a third of his set that he normally does because i've seen him since and it's just like oh i was like that it felt like i was there for like five (laughs) hours okay he's like singing nonstop every (laughs) album he's ever made Well, it's a lot quicker at Frontier Days. They really, like, they cut them off at, like, I don't know, 10.30 or 11. It's bullshit. Because Go see them somewhere else. how they yeah. can't have concerts past a certain time. Yeah, because all the people in the avenues are like, oh, my God, it's too loud. It's like, you fucking bought that house. I know you guys it live It is there. loud. Okay. It's me and Will. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so Mary loud. and Will have been writing letters to the city of Cheyenne bitching about <laughs> Cheyenne Frontier Days concerts for years. And because of that, they are now only yep. allowed to play to like 10 30 or 11 so <laughs> every year since i was 12 i would write the city of cheyenne well, and being like it's so loud it, <laughs> with hundreds of pseudonames and it used to be a lot louder i remember one time when mm-hmm. we lived in when we lived in town we lived about i don't know a couple miles from the park and we could hear george Strait playing from our house like almost clear as day it was beautiful but free concert, free concert yeah. yeah, exactly. We love. That I mean, it is outside. like a free concert. So. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, and if you go and walk around the park, then you can hear them play. So, if you don't want to pay for, you know, the ticket to actually see them with your yeah, eyes, yeah, if you just want to hear them, you could probably listen to them at home <laughs> on like a radio mm-hmm. or something. But so yeah, anyways, that's our spiel on Shine Frontier Days. So anyway, he's kind of getting settled into the ranch and. Tommy's being a little shit. He's like, well, I'm going to go to bed. You know, I'm kind of tired. And but you can feel free to stay up as late as you want, because he's still pretty pissed off about his trip to California. So he's kind of trying to get a little little even with him. He's like, you stay up as late as you want. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, thanks. I will. And then he gets him up. Tommy gets Michael up at 430 in the morning, which sounds like a nightmare. And he's like. I just went to bed a couple of hours ago. He's like, oh, well, that sucks for you. Anyways, breakfast is ready. Better get downstairs. And then he, like, they have this, what it looks like a delicious breakfast, you know, bacon, pancakes, all that shit. And there's mm-hmm. these two ranch hands named um, Mule and Twister. And they, of course, you know, Mule's, Mule seems like a pretty chill guy, but Twister's like, make a mistake. I dare you. You know, like, he wants michael to mess up so he can make fun of him and then he's like um do you have any turkey bacon and twister's like <laughs> dumbass bacon comes from a pig 
and like you know total total california shit meets montana shit and so then he takes him out or you know after breakfast they take him out to shovel shit literally like shovel shit and his thousand dollar boots and he's like you know or michael no tommy's like yep you just gotta move that shit from over here from over there to over here because we sell it to a company he'll use it and he's like and it's like a huge pile like it's probably honestly about as tall as a house it's i don't know 10 feet it's 10 it's 10 feet of shit and it's like in uh, jurassic park when um, yeah you see a giant pile <laughs> yeah it's like that and he's got to move all that and so he's you know shoveling shit for hours again and his thousand dollar boots and then he's like almost done and then he stumbles and falls with the wheelbarrow and falls right in like face first right into the shit and that's when tommy mule and twister come back and they're like, oh, wow, you know, way to go. But, you know, you probably could have used the tractor over there. It would have been a little bit faster. And he's like, what tractor? Which, it's not that easy to just use. I mean, you have to know how to use a tractor. I mean, I guess that one's a pretty simple one. But I, I'm sure that would have been more dangerous to put him behind the wheel of a vehicle that he's never driven. I mean, we've seen what he mm-hmm. what he does in vehicles. He knows how to drive. So I think... The same woman is there for some reason. <laughs> he's like, backs over her. <laughs> Like, do you remember in Superbad when Jonah Hill keeps getting hit by a car? Oh, yeah. Just kind of like that, but only instead of the same woman, just random woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then later, later that night, um, he kind of has a heart-to-heart with um, his Aunt Jules. Like, they're sitting there on the front porch, and she's just, you know, taking it all in. You know, the beautiful Montana sky, the sunset. And then she talks about how um this is when they kind of get into the financial issues um wait is it with no i'm skipping ahead wait i think she just talks talks about like talks about it to tommy that's right before Mm -hmm. this yeah before michael shows up they're kind of just sitting there talking about how you know things have been rough since dad died and their financial issues that they've had and you know talking about how they're probably going to move in with their uncle Hank afterwards uh, you know, once they have to sell the ranch cause that they know that's coming up. And then that's when Michael shows up and that's when they have their heart to heart. And he kind of looks over at this tree house, this half built tree house. And she explains that it was what Tommy and his dad were building. Um, but then when he got sick, they couldn't really build it anymore. And then he passed away. So, and Tommy still builds on it occasionally, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really want to finish it, I think, because subconsciously, like, that's, he's waiting for his dad, even though he knows it's not possible. He, but he doesn't want to finish without his dad. And so then, um, the, and he, she kind of explains that to Michael. And then the next day, they talk about how they're going to go branding the animals, which is not animal abuse, by the way. You know, make, Tommy was all upset about going to the racetrack where they abuse animals, but branding horses is not animal abuse. Case cattle. Cattle. What do I call them? Horses. Horses. Cattle. <laughs> branding cattle is not animal abuse, which I don't want to get into that. I know I eat meat. It's whatever. You know, it is what it is. And so he's kind of showing, he's kind of telling him about the wild horses 
about because they have like this this group of wild horses and there's this he called he's she's like a three color tri-colored paint paint horse and she's just so beautiful and he's like no man i hope this little you know these mean horses these mean girl horses let her in and you know he's just kind of explaining to her and tommy or michael doesn't really believe that they have wild horses anymore like he's like what do you mean wild horses and he's like yeah no there's still wild horses here and then he shows him how to um saddle up on the horse and he's like yeah i know i saw young guns which i don't know why it's funny but it's probably because it's something i would say like yeah i know i saw young guns i'm a totally professional with this and when he gets up on the horse um he's like you know how do i look and he's like oh you look like clint eastwood and he's like oh it's a total photo opportunity which, by the way, Michael would if, it was, if this was filmed today, he would Instagram everything. Like, <laughs> I need to hashtag, grab this. Yeah, hashtag roughing it, hashtag cowboy life. Like you could just see it. Hashtags for everything. And earlier, Tommy had explained to him that, like, they're about this bull. You know, because he's a bull, and he's bulls are usually not mean. They're just you know defensive of their territory. And this horse that he he puts him on he's a little bit wild but it's the one michael wanted because tommy was showing him like the older horse and he's like i don't want to get on that thing like she's sick and you know she's old and shit i don't want to get on her so he gets puts him on this other horse who they also call lightning and then he gets bucked off into the bull's pen and you know he almost dies and all that and then he gets out he's fine you know whatever but he's been kind of run through the mill by the end of the day. He's sore because, you know, riding on a saddle all day make you sore. And so they're, they're moving the cattle and they're staying out there with them that night. And he's put, he's put on like cattle watch because there's a wolf in the area and they want to make sure that it doesn't get into the cattle. And so he is out there in the middle of the night, supposed to be watching the cattle, um, which he kind of is, kind of isn't. <clears throat> but he he's talking on his cell phone to his girlfriend. And I don't know how he has perfect cell service in rural Montana in 1999 when in 2020 I can't even get it in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Like, but he's like, not, like, he's not even dropping the call. Like, everything is fine. They're sitting there talking. And she's kind of going on and on about her, you know, Beverly Hills bullshit. And he's just kind of like looking up at the stars, you know, he sees a shooting star and she, he's like, oh, wow, I wish you could see it. And she's like, ew, shooting stars, like gross. Ew, space. Ew. 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 Um, and he, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see it. I just want to see, you know, like stars in person, like human stars. And, um, and then she's like, I love you, which again, this is after two weeks, guys. Okay. Which I want I want everybody to remember that. This is after two weeks and she's saying, I love you. And in the distance, like while he's talking to her, you can hear the wolf howling and he's not paying attention. And then he she's like, You're not even listening to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she hangs up on him. And then he's about to call her back, but she calls him back and his phone goes off and it spooks the cattle. And what happens when you spook cattle kids? stampede and like it i mean all the cattle just run it kind of knocks him off his horse runs his phone and everybody's really pissed because not only 
do they do the cattle like they have to go and round them all up again but then it destroys a couple of fences and he so they leave it up to him to mend the fence pretty much by himself which they tell him it's not hard but it's really like i don't know it's not hard but you kind of have to know what you're doing at first especially when he's like cinching the the lines but that comes later but i don't know i wouldn't trust him out there i wouldn't know how to do it in the first place yeah see see he's like because later that he's like our twister tells him you know it's not that hard but it's really not that easy so but whatever i wouldn't just leave it up to chance with him but so um this so later um they kind of they like i said they make him in the fences and Tommy's still pretty pissed at him. And he's like, so you got to load that wood from over here into this truck. And he's like, okay, I think I can manage it. You know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you can move the truck closer if you want. He's like, it's fine. I know how to move wood. <laughs> and he puts it in the wrong truck. Like the old truck that's clearly not running. And then Mule comes over and he's like, um, that truck hasn't run in like 20 years. And so this really pisses Michael off. He storms out and then he goes and says some really hurtful things to Tommy because he's like, you know, you're just a little bitch and you're, <laughs> you're a little kind to run my life. I'm sorry I was an asshole to you in California, but you need to knock it off. I don't want to see you anymore. Well, he doesn't say it like that because that sounds weird. I don't want to be around you anymore. You know, just stay out of my way and we'll pretend this never happened. And he tells him. You know, I never wanted to hang out with you at our family reunion. I know you think that we're friends, but we're not. And so that's kind of like, he's kind of a dick in this point. But also, I mean, Tommy is a little bit of a shithead too. But he did not warrant that. Wouldn't you agree? Um, no. It's I shitty. think he's being a little, they're, he's being a little emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, little hard on the kid. Um, so anyways, a little bit later. It shows him he's gotten like all the all the wood moved and he's just kind of sitting out there and he gets caught sleeping by Twister and he's like, you're not a city. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just a city boy. You know, I don't know, really know how to mend fences. And he's like, you're not a city boy. You're just a little bitch. Uh, They say that a lot (laughs) in this movie. And so this is kind of where and, and Twister tells him he's like, it's not hard to figure out how to mend a fence. But again, Will and I just went over that like it's not you've never done it. You need to know what you need a starting point and um and twister this is where twister tells him that they're um they're losing the ranch this is when he finds out that they're having financial troubles and he had he had no idea um and he's like well you know why didn't they tell me and he's like i bet they didn't think you'd care and he's like i totally care i totally have feelings and then he um and so then it cuts to back at the ranch. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it shows his mom kind of going over. Um, I guess he's like an appraiser. He's the guy from the bank, and they're kind of appraising their their items to antique or to auction off. And earlier in the movie, they had talked about <clears throat> like where, what was holding the TV that Michael was going to watch. <clears throat> It was this antique cabinet that was given to Aunt JC or no Aunt Jules and and the dad as a wedding present, and so it's very emotional. And Tommy's like, "No, we can't sell it." And she's like, "She's like, hush, you know, we we gotta, we're gonna have to get rid of all of it." And so 
now it's just kind of, you know, the kind of shows where they're heading and, you know, how troublesome this all is. And then he kind of has, like, a breakthrough. He goes out that night because he kind of feels bad. He realizes how hard his family works and he kind of feels like he's been an asshole and he's been a slacker. And so that night he takes one of the horses. The horse, it's it's lightning, right? The one that fucked him off earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black, yeah. Black, yeah. They call him black, but they also call him lightning. Um, <laughs> okay, white. Yeah. <laughs> they could have called they should have called him like black lightning. That would have been cool. Not just yeah. one or the other. Um, so he takes him out and he rides him a little bit and they kind of become friends, they kind of bond, they kind of respect each other. And then he goes and he figures out how to fix the fence all by himself and he finishes it all in one day. It's amazing. And yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's like glistening out yeah, there. It's like a montage of his like muscles and like Yeah. It was just basically a Harlequin romance scene where he's just <laughs> getting sweaty and building things in his cowboy hat. And so yeah, so he builds the fence and then he sees Tommy out there. And he goes over and he sits with them and they sit on a bench that Tommy and his dad made and they have their own little heart to heart. That's when he shows, that's when Tommy shows Michael their, his, this three colored paint horse that he's talking about. And he's like, look, look, they let her join their little group. It's so cool. And Michael's just like, how come you didn't tell me you were having money problems? Huh? Like. Why was that not the first thing you said to me when we <laughs> were hanging out? All that money. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> and then he he's like, "Well, we didn't really think you'd care." And t- Michael's like, "I don't know why everybody keeps saying I don't care about things. Like I'm totally self aware." And then he's like, such a genius about it because he's like, "Why don't you just borrow the money?" And that's when Tommy's like, "Well, we fucking did that." Um, and he talks about how they got into like financial peril because of their dad's medical bills and cattle prices dropped and how they're just going to sell everything on the ranch and then move into their uncle's old trailer. Bill's like, well, that feels, you know, I can't, we can't do that. You know? So he rides into town or rides into, rides it to the house on the horse and he calls his dad and kind of tells him, you know, what's going on. And his dad's like, yeah, we know, but they won't take our money. Um, nothing we, we've tried to help. But they're too proud to take it. And so then he comes up with another. It's kind of funny. Bless his heart. It's in the right place, right? <laughs> it's bless his little heart. He is telling to Twister and he starts telling him that the answer to saving the ranch is a pyramid scheme. He's like, you give me $12,000. You get somebody else to give you $12,000. And then that's like $70,000. It'll be great. And Twister's like, well, that sounds illegal. And he's like, I mean is it you know it's it's fine and so then he's just kind of like you know he he, twister tells him twister kind of starts taking it easier on him there though because like at first he's like shoving these bags of food at him like trying to like knock him over almost and then he kind of starts shoving it like gentler or more gently because you can tell that he's like he's trying his best he's just really stupid you know gotta be easy on him and so that by this point, he really, really wants to help his family. And so he works on the treehouse that Tommy and his dad built. And Tommy sees it. He comes out and he sees it. And he loses his mind because he, this was his and his dad's project. He doesn't want anybody else touching it. Once again, his heart's in the right place. And he just 
he doesn't he didn't mean to upset Tommy. And I don't know what this means. All I wrote down is Gina, dumb bitch. I don't know what's that no I think she's <laughs> the whole movie just describing her. <laughs> and so he's just kinda of, and she's just like, Oh, that's so depressing. And he's like, Yeah, they're gonna have to live in a trailer and she's like, Ew, gross. As she's in like her multi-room bedroom. She's got like she a, bedroom a bedroom in her and bedroom. Then, like a little sitting area. And you know, she's yeah, she basically that's basically what it is. And so and at this point he's just kinda like he's kind of over Gina by this point, I think. He's kind of developing a little bit more of a heart. He's growing. And then it shows him <clears throat> out. I think he's finishing up with the fence. Real quick. Go ahead. Um when he's talking to Gina, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I just want to point out real fast, they name drop Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio in this movie. Yeah. And then she's right. like, he's totally five minutes ago. And I'm like, if you could see him now, he's won an Academy Award. I don't think now. Leo in 99 no. was, let's, you know, you know what? five minutes ago. What, what all he was in in 1999. I'm curious. Like, um, you would be grateful if Leonardo DiCaprio even You're looked right? at you. But uh, he was on a date with her friend Rachel, yeah. I guess. So. I would have gone out on a date with him. I'd go out on a date with him today. Putting it out there, or just Leo, saying if you're listening. No. I know I'm probably too old for you. He didn't do anything in 1999. 22-year-olds, like, but... <laughs> he didn't? Okay, well, maybe that's why he was five minutes ago. Okay, we're sorry, Gina. We retract that statement. He was five minutes ago in 1999. Okay, so yeah, he was not a big deal in 1999. Okay, Gina was right. And so, um, but then the next day, Michael is back to fixing the fence, I think. Like, he's kind of touching it up, finishing it up a little bit. And then Tommy comes running up, and he's like, oh, my God, one of the horse, one of the wild horses is stuck in the mud, and we need to get him out because he's going to die. And so they, they, kind of, they saddle up, and they ride over, and Tommy kind of horse whispers this, his way to the mud to get the horse kind of calm and then they get him out of the mud and they save him. And this is kind of like an, like a real awakening moment for Tommy or to- not Tommy, Michael, because <clears throat> he kind of sees the way Tommy's interacting with the horse and he's like, you know, wow, this is magical. You know, it's like, I mean, I'm sure you guys know what it's like, you know, when an animal who wouldn't, speaking of which my animal's kicking me right now because I'm in his way. Um, when like you make a connection with an animal, it's like super awesome, right? Mm-hmm. It's like um, me and Esri yeah. when we uh, lived together. My roommate's cat was a hell beast <laughs> and uh, was the worst, yeah. but still really cute. But like the worst, and then we just got along. It was like as a cat whisperer. Mm-hmm. Is amazing. It's just like me and this yeah. horse. I just would be like, Esprit, it's okay. No one's going to hurt you. It's I okay. You. It's I okay. You're back. I love you. You're safe in my arms, mm-hmm. Esprit. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that. Well, and like, I don't know. Horses are kind of like cats in a sense that like, they're not like dogs. Like they don't just run up to you if they don't, you know, a lot of times dogs will run up to you like, hi, friend. But cats and horses are kind of a lot alike that like they need that sense of trust. And so he's kind of like, you know, wow, you know, this is, this is cool. And so, um, but right after they pull the horse out of the mud, that's when it's time to, for Tommy to go home. And so 
he changes really quick, gets everything, and then his aunt takes him to the airport. And so he's leaving. Tommy rides up on his horse and he kind of does like slow motion wave, you know, bye, you know, it's very, I don't know, cheesy, but it's cute. Because he's, you know, they've kind of made amends, even though they did it kind of at the last minute. And so then it kind of transitions into Michael being at the horse races again. And he had a, he kind of has a flashback to the wild horses, like, running. Because he's watching these racehorses, and they're getting whipped. And he kind of, like, he kind of flinches a little bit. And um, then, okay, yeah, because at one point Gina had said that his dad bought a racehorse. So then they go up to it later, like after they go up to see the horse later, because I think his horse wins and they kind of go down to get victory pictures with it. And the horse kind of like wigs out on the jockey, like knocks him over. And then Michael's like, don't worry, I got this. I saw my little cousin do this with a horse three days ago. I know what I'm doing. And he just kind of walks up and he calms it down. He, he just whispers it. to What's it. Wrong with like, you? You're, a good horse. You're such a good horse. <laughs> act like a human jesus act civilized he smacks it back and forth no he he calms the horse down and it's very it is it's because it, you kind of see his character arc a little bit and he's got his back and arlene comes up and they're kind of talking and so then you see him sitting in the living room later with arlene she's kind of talking to him you know they're just kind of having a heart to heart and he's kind of telling her the things he's learned he about how bad he feels for his cousin and his aunt having to work that hard and not you know get and you know to be just losing money so it kind of he's kind of talking about how it breaks his heart and then gina shows up this bitch keeps showing up and just like ruining everything but it does help with his character arc i guess because she's like he's carrying his luggage out and they're out in the limo and she's like oh my god are you ready for the riviera and he the guy like the guy the limo driver goes to grab his bag and he's like oh no it's okay you know i've got it and she's like don't be silly that's what he's paid for and then he's just like you know what i don't think i want to go to the riviera with you and then she's just like what and then it kind of shows him, he sells his Porsche or his car and he liquidates some of his trust fund because he decided he wants to help out his aunt and his cousin. And then it cuts to Jules and Tommy packing up the ranch. You know, the house is filled with boxes and boop, boop, boop. Um, and then he goes back to Montana he just kind of shows back up and he gives him a check and she's like oh I can't you know I can't take this money from you and he's like no I want to invest and she's like well that's stupid this is like cattle ranches are not a great investment and she won't take it and so then he kind of does his own research and he talks to his dad about land trusts he actually talks to his dad about pokemon cards because really at the time that's probably the best investment they could have been making he should have been like hey have you guys ever heard of pokemon cards you know these pokemon should invest so hot right now <laughs> you know forget forget pyramid schemes okay we're gonna talk she to real Mewtwo, heavy hitters yeah invest in pokemon this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh my god i would have loved to have seen this looks like a binder like, like a little card it, like these are gonna be worth years. like millions of dollars someday 
<laughs> here's the an- here's the answer to these financial woes. Um, Mary, you're kind of in the financial world. Do you know a lot anything about land trusts? I mean, not oh, really. <laughs> okay, because um, I was really confused by this. He, I think you know there's uh, there's probably different kinds of land trusts. This one in the movie, he kind of explains um, what what the. Uh, why their ranch and their land currently qualifies to be put into a trust but i think there's just you know different kinds there's different circumstances this one you know i'm sure you'll explain in a bit um yeah but it's kind of just like when one party holds property for the benefit of another party they he kind of goes into it a little bit later so it's like uh this is my land. I'm going to hold on to it. California. Uh, this is my land. This is your this land. land. is your land. <laughs> <laughs> to the New York Islands. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, he starts, he calls his dad again, and he starts asking about, you know, land trusts and everything. And his dad is like, you know, I don't think this is our son, because he's actually taking initiative. That's totally, like, not you. And because he calls his, yeah, he calls his dad because he's still, he's back in Montana right now. And so then the next day he rides a horse all the way into town, goes to the bank and ties his horse up. And then he goes in to talk to the banker and the banker's like, who are you? And he's like, no, my aunt and cousin, he's telling them like, you know, your ranch foreclosed on 18 different, or your, your bank, not your ranch your bank foreclosed on 18 different properties. I think they were all cattle ranches um, within the past couple of years. And none of them have sold. Like they're all still for sale because nobody wanted to buy it because like his aunt said, it's not a good investment. I mean, if you grew up on a ranch and you can make ends meet, it's one thing, but it's not really anything to really invest in. And so then he starts talking to the banker about, land trust and yeah like mary was saying basically he finds out a way to because there are wild horses on this land there it's protected um by a land trust and so technically they won't own the ranch anymore but they'll get they can still live there and they won't and they'll get paid to live there and kind of look after the horses and then they can still work their cattle and he kind of this is the same day that they're having the auction of all their stuff and right as they're about to sell the cabinet um the cabinet that was their wedding gift he comes up and he's like no more items are for sale you're gonna get a full refund and his aunt's like what the fuck are you doing and then he explains all of this to his aunt you know they're gonna give you a 30-day extension at the bank all your debt's gonna be covered if all this pays off and, you know, you, like I said, you won't ask the land, you won't own the land, but you'll be able to stay and you won't have to leave your house and you'll just have to make sure that, you know, you're protecting these wild horses, which they love anyway. And so then he's like, hey, can I stay? I kind of want to stay and work these cattle and these horses a little bit. And she's like, of course. And that, my <laughs> friends, is how Joey Lawrence and his Wranglers save the day of this little ranch in Montana. Oh, and at the very end, um, Tommy asks him if he wants to work on the treehouse with him. And they do. They work on the treehouse together. Because he destroyed it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tommy started, like, pulling it apart. and But, yeah. So, but they work on it together. 
and that's yeah what a what a what a heartwarming movie it is it's cute and it's kind of relatable to us because I know we never we didn't grow up on ranches. But... This is exactly how my life went. I <laughs> grew up rich and I was forced to move to Wyoming too. <laughs> Mary, you did. Well, I came from California to Wyoming too. Look at that. I know. This is just minus yeah. the rich part. Yeah. It's just, you know. We also came from two different parts of California. Very true. Um I don't know. Like I Well, not really. You came from San Diego, right? uh san diego adjacent <laughs> a little okay. bit i was also south so i was yeah i was born san diego adjacent as well so i was basically in the desert mm. but i wasn't mm. i wasn't inland i was just further south and then just just a tad mm-hmm. bit yeah um, okay but you know same general area ish yeah close yeah. enough <laughs> yeah and we both yeah and then we came to wyoming mm-hmm amazing it's a great story mary and i have exceptional character arts. yep yep exactly <clears throat> mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like michael um just like <laughs> just like michael uh i mean i think i thought the movie was fine like i didn't dislike it um <laughs> i didn't like it's not one of my favorites but yeah i thought it was you know entertaining it's kind of funny in parts um it's fun, you know, just seeing the environment they're in because it just reminds me, you know, of here and mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like the modern, you know, like person who lives in the city doesn't know how things work out in the country kind of yeah, kind of uh, plot. Uh, I thought it was, you know, it was good. It wasn't great. If this lady wasn't so prideful, you know, she could have just solved all her problems for her family and the people yep. supporting her. But, you know. But then there wouldn't have been a movie. There wouldn't have been a movie. Michael yeah. would just still be banging his girlfriend uh, <laughs> off in the distance somewhere. Yeah, off in the Riviera. Mm-hmm. And Tommy would never get to go to Disneyland. Ever. <laughs> Um, and then, we, and well, then he, we, he didn't, he didn't go to Disneyland, but he, it's implied, you know, he, he's gonna go like, True. you know, it's True. like, I'll take you sometime. And then we wouldn't have mm-hmm. gotten the sequel with all three Lawrence bros. So mm-hmm. about pirates and stuff like yeah. modern pirates, not old pirates, but yeah, something, something, but I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, it was there. Um, it's a movie. Will, what were you, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, I liked it, and not just because of the Lawrence Brothers. I genuinely liked it. I think I liked it because, yeah, of the environment that they were in. It it was very reminiscent of, especially mm-hmm. guys like Twister. I've met a lot of guys like him. I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys have too. Just kind of rough around the edges, and who will be, they'll be kind of hard on you, but they're doing it because they know you're being an asshole, and it makes you a better person. You know, I met some guys like that when I was at the fair. It was very humbling and, you know, helpful. I give it eight Matthew mm-hmm. Lawrence cameos out of ten. Hmm. Beat that. Yeah, top that. I'm I'm not gonna, but <laughs> I'll give it like a six and a half Natalie Tran impersonators out of ten <laughs> Natalie <laughs> Tran impersonators. That's not bad. 
Actually, I believe that was the score, Mary. I believe they got 6.5 out of 10. Oh, perfect. I am uh, I am I am uh, the average. I give it everybody. six mm-hmm. tight butt shots in Levi jeans out of 10. <laughs> I approve of that rating. Nice. Um, okay, it was 6.3. So you and Will. Yeah, yeah. you and Will were the it's average. 6.3 out of 10 it's on yeah, IMDb. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. I think the yeah. best part of this movie is the real question you know of is there a, a decom cinematic universe are these all That's in the so same true. universe because you know the whole brink thing just that was the most excited i got watching the movie i think you know what we're gonna have to watch out for stuff like that and the next movies we watch see if there's any little fun stuff like that because you're right you know i did also very well be notice I, I think it is the same music, but <laughs> during a scene where is it fastball? It's is it just there's no fa- there's no fastball. There's some weird there's some country song in this movie. I don't know what it is. There's no fastball, but um, there <laughs> is uh, when Michael's talking to Gina on the phone in the background. You can hear some music, and it sounds like the mu- some one of the song <laughs> like the background songs from Xenon. Oh, so. <laughs> That's another one. I'm like, this band hmm. now came out with this song, and in Xenon, it's like an, on an oldie station. You oh. know? So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Kind of yes, like 2000s yeah. is oldies now. Yeah. It's considered oldies. Okay. So it just kind of like, yeah. 11 years ago. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like, Ugh. gross. <laughs> yep. Mm hmm. Well, like I said, we're too old Leonardo. for Leonardo. Leonardo. Oh my God. Like Leonardo. 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 Leonardo to Leonardo to Leo. We're just going to go with that. We're too old for Leo to date us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Leo would never date us. So we are getting old. I also saw this thing and it was like lip smackers. And it said, <laughs> if this was your go-to, then it's time for you to start wearing anti-wrinkle cream. Did you? So. That hurt a little bit. <laughs> so, no. Did you start your anti-wrinkling I Yeah, it was like the sparkly stuff, you know, to make your lips all shine. <laughs> oh, I've been doing that for a couple of years. Can't, you can't, can't be too careful. Okay. I've had a lot of sunburns in my day. I've got some damage control to do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, but you can also age gracefully, too. I mean, you know, that's the thing, mm-hmm. too. Like Natalie Tran. Just, yeah, just do whatever feels right to you. But we do live in a very dry environment here in Wyoming. So That's true. The wind just fucks up your face. Yep. And our elevation, it just sucks everything right out of your skin. It's a great place to live, everybody. Yeah, you should come and visit. And there's us. shitty frontier days also, so that takes <laughs> yeah, so that takes we... life away from you also. Oh my god. The Wyoming tourism department is going to like listen to this and they're going to get like us railroaded like right off of anchor. They're like, don't listen to them. It's a great place to come. It's not. Don't um, trust them. Which also they've started this why relocate. No. Bad idea. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We. Yeah. Okay. Mary doesn't. But <laughs> we like that there's no people here. Okay. So do not fucking come here. I swear to God. I mean, I could use. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't mind. We shoot on site. I wouldn't mind some people because certain stores only come to cities with population requirements. Yeah. Okay. And Laramie doesn't have a target. That's true. Because it doesn't meet the population requirement. 
So if we yeah. could get some yeah, more people here so we could get a target, I mean, that would be great because the only thing here mm-hmm. is a Walmart. It's the only place you could buy anything is mm-hmm. like Walmart. Kmart left. <laughs> yeah, well, Kmart was didn't so Kmart much was leave shit. Got, got kicked out. But, <laughs> yeah, they... I mean, at least there was another option. It's like Walmart's the mega corporation here. It's like, this is where you have to go. And if you need anything else, well, you have to drive uh, 45 minutes to another town or order on the internet true. for a lot of stuff. That's very true. So it kind of sucks. So I And I love Target, so I would just really, really love one. So I think, like, some people could move here, but, mm-hmm. you know. But we need a cap. Yeah, there can't be too many people. Because mm-hmm. um, we like being able to drive for miles and not see anybody. Mm-hmm. Just you and the pronghorn. That's all you see. <laughs> yep. And the Chris Ledoux. The uh, spirit of Chris Ledoux. I mean, not me, but. <laughs> <laughs> you don't stop and pay your respects to the Chris Ledoux statue every time you go through Casey? Maybe. Um, yeah, totally. I have to, to see all the time. So go there. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah, Rollins is a great place. It's very um, centrally located. Yeah, there's um, a great... It's about four hours to and from Denver and to and from Salt Lake City. It's great. Yeah, there's totally nothing wrong with Rollins. There's a... There's a prison. Mm-hmm. There's, a cool, there's a cool historical prison, too. Yeah, and an actual, like, prison, so... Yeah, so it's think about it. The best place ever. Yeah, yeah. let's just name so my dad... towns in Wyoming where, like, it's bad. You should move there. <laughs> there's this place, my Gillette... Dad. It's great. <laughs> Not it's, missing uh, much. I've never been to Gillette. <laughs> it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's ben what I've will heard. tell you. Ben's from Gillette. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and he never went back. Yeah, he didn't for a reason. <laughs> I know he didn't. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, so my dad worked in Rollins a lot. Technically, he worked at the Sinclair Refinery, but there was only like 100 people there. So he stayed in Rollins. And my dad was very much a small town guy. <laughs> and even he was like, I can't, I can't stay here for much longer. <laughs> it's bad. It's just because it's, I mean, everybody there is very nice though. I mean, it's because it is very small town, but it's just, it's just, there's not a lot there. I mean, at least in Cheyenne, we can go to Denver, Fort Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you kind of get to the center of the state, that's pretty much it. You're pretty much just there. You're stuck. Unless, unless that's your thing. If that's your thing. That's fine, you know. Same with Casper. It's there for Casper's you. Casper's literally in the middle it's of nowhere. If you want to want to be there, yeah. I also hate Casper. Casper thinks their shit don't stink. Okay, and let me tell you something: their shit stinks. Okay, it does. <laughs> I hate Casper. Mm-hmm. I do love Sheridan. <laughs> We're just gonna go Sheridan. through cities, I hate... towns in Cheyenne that we like the least. Yeah. Okay. Sheridan's nice. Sheridan. Ooh, yeah. Is Cody evil. was really cool. Sheridan, Sheridan area. Cody's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, As, you know, Kanye w- lives there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, go Nikki see. Nikki Six lives in mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Kanye. Yeah, and then Nikki Six uh, lives in Jackson Hole. Of course. Um, from, from Motley Crue. Uh, um, everybody who's famous lives in Jackson Hole. And let me tell you, yeah. uh, literally everybody else is priced out of that area. So <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, pretty much. If you're rich, you could go to live in Jackson. There's Rock Springs. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, you, yeah, you Springs, pretty much are priced out great. of that area. Yeah, yeah. You're, you could drive to Salt Lake. Yeah, it's close. Mm-hmm. Gonna, mm-hmm. Go to live in Evanston. Evanston's pretty, but there's not a lot else there. Let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
for those are the um, openings I mean, of Wyoming. You can live. <laughs> you can live in KC, which has a cute general store and the Chris Ledoux statue. Um, a Chris Wyoming? Ledoux statue. They're scattered throughout all over, all over the state. But he, his dad was in the military, and so he came here. He rodeoed here. He did the whole rodeo circuit in Wyoming. He had a ranch in KC. His family, I think, still lives there or up around that area. <laughs> you know, KC, Wyoming. Which, like, you know, who we really like Chris Ledoux. Let's put a statue of him right in the middle of town. Chris Ledoux way. Is it on Chris Ledoux Street? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. No, actually, I mean, I do think it's Chris Ledoux. He should park. have been really punny with this. Like um, last, they have a little like, park. Chris Ledoux dedicated to him. Yeah. Mm. Just Ledoux it. Well then. Well, they'd have shirts that say that. Just Ledoux it. <laughs> <laughs> Will's like, I'm a marketing genius. <laughs> I'm about to lay it all out. <laughs> So, okay, Chris? back to Eric Church, because I can't do a podcast without mentioning Eric Church at least three times, obviously. So my friend Paige, <laughs> was when she was going to go to the concert with me that Mary so graciously stepped into, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> offered to do for me, um, she was like, when we go, can I say we're going to church? And I was like, yeah, they actually have shirts that say that. And she's like, oh, well. <laughs> and Will puts away his, his just we'll do it mock-up shirt. Guess we'll, we'll use it we'll as like a cloth or right something. Now. It's fine. You know, I didn't spend fifteen dollars making a shirt. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I'll just you know use it as a towel. <laughs> I haven't been spending this entire podcast making the shirt. Maybe you could instead of like the shirt, you could do like a meme. Like you like Reese Witherspoon, Reese without her spoon. You could do like Chris Ledoux, Chris Ledoux. <laughs> I had no idea where she was going with that. Honestly, I was sitting there waiting. I was like, "What's she gonna do with this?" Uh, that's also going to go on the social media, by the way. We're going to make a little meme. Chris do, Chris don't. You can be in um, charge of that. I will be in charge of that for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, if you don't know who Chris Ledoux is, people who are listening, he's a country singer slash rodeo cowboy, and he died in Wyoming. He lived here, and he was fantastic. Uh, Garth Brooks had a song about him. I mean, you know, it's not a big deal. Was it called um, Chris Ledoux It? Actually, in the song, it, it was called Good Ride Cowboy. But in the song, they, it was, I was after Chris Ledoux died. And he, he was like, you know, just let do it. Mm. When the whistle blows and the crowd explodes. No? Okay. Um, anyway, it was the, he and Garth Brooks were very good friends. So, Well, lovely. Yeah, you know, there's your little... Uh, um, I know Beth's not here with me today, but that's our, your little bit of country music history and trivia. <laughs> for anybody who wanted it. Chris Ledoux. <laughs> Nobody asked for it. So what Chris it anyway. Ledoux... <laughs> it's fine. Right, you go ahead. All I'm saying is I remember... March 9th. Okay, I was just going to say, I remember the exact day Chris Ledoux died. I remember exactly <laughs> where I was, what yeah, I was March doing. 9th. I just... Um, I, I don't remember the day. <laughs> was it March 9th? <laughs> Okay. okay. I don't remember the date, but I remember um, what I was doing. I uh, said I was, I remember yeah, what I was I did, doing the exact time Chris Ledoux died. That was Horse Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Wyoming and Country Music Trivia. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the next movie? Um, anything else? Um, up, up and away. So, okay. So, this was Horse Sense. Mm-hmm is the last movie that was made in 1999. So we're rolling in. <laughs> cool. We're in a new millennium, everybody. Y2K. Remember that? That was crazy. Yeah. So up, up, and away next time, which is <laughs> exciting. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the first movie of the new millennium. Came out January twenty second of the year two thousand. It's about superheroes. Mm-hmm. So if you like Marvel movies, DC stuff like that. Uh, actually, I do think they mention some actual superheroes, and like they're like, "Oh, remember we saw Superman last week? He was cool." Oh yeah, he's buying milk or something. So. Like they. I don't know. I was just like, is that legal? Like, you don't own this. Like, do you get permission to to name name drop him in there? But um, Mm -hmm. well, now jokes on us because now Disney owns everything. Well, I guess Superman was DC, Mm -hmm. so Warner Brothers they don't owns it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but yeah, it's like a superhero movie. Um, it's kind of like a, I guess you could think of it like Peter Parker like teenager superhero type thing it's like a this kid is a teenager and he's trying to be a superhero sort of and then you see things happen and then there's tin foil aluminum foil uh for reasons you know maybe they're baking maybe they're not who knows Uh, george jackson Mm -hmm. you'll just have to watch the movie and find out is it yep 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 yeah okay yeah george jefferson what george jefferson george jefferson's in it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> um, what is his name? Oh my gosh, Sherman Hemsley. Yeah, Thomas he's in Jefferson. there. Yeah. Um. So, quick little segue, and then we'll probably head on out. But one time, I had to explain to Will the difference between George Jefferson and Thomas Jefferson because he got confused because we had this joke. It was. Is it- well, pie is it, it Paul was, Revere? It was pie. So there was the joke that Will and I saw on Drunk History, and it was this. This is a little bit of a long story, so I'll make it as Will quick as possible. It, he fucks it up. Yeah, because the joke is not even on how, purpose. <laughs> no, how does Davy Crockett like his pie? It's Alan Mode, right? But Will <laughs> history isn't really his thing. And names aren't he, really his thing. <laughs> names aren't really his thing, and and he was like. One time he asked Mary, how does Paul Revere like his pie? And Mary was like, I don't know. And he goes, a la mode. And then it just kind of kept getting weirder. <laughs> like, he was like, how does Paul Bunyan, um, Paul Bunyan like his pie, a la mode? And it just would never make any sense. <laughs> and then he said, how does George Jefferson like his pie? And I said, I don't know. And he goes, free. <laughs> and, and then I was like, I think you mean George Jefferson. And he, then he was like, wait a second. Who's, who's Thomas Jefferson? I said, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. He's like, who's George Jefferson? And I was like, he was on um, the Jeffersons. And I explained to him what what the Jeffersons was. I was like, you know, that was moving on up. And he's like, I thought that was Silver Spoons. Uh, And I said, no, or not Silver Spoons. Um, Which, different stroke, no different strokes. And I was like, no different strokes was the two children who were um, adopted by the rich white family. And then he's like, then what's Three's Company? <laughs> and I was like, Three's Company, gay, but not gay. And so I, Will, like, added Will's whole world is crumbling down around him. He's like, what's Three's Company? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Anyhow. And that's how Will learned the history of television. Of our country. Of our country. And, television. <laughs> and television from, like, the 1970s. Yep. But... It was a very quick history lesson. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a great yeah. joke. I laugh every time I see it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's still. It's still probably only funny to us, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Hey guys, it's Bridget. It's Mary. And Will. And this is our podcast, No Stupid. The podcast that gives completely accurate recaps of those classic Disney Channel original movies, only with more misquotes and swear words. We'll take you down memory lane and discuss the true themes and meanings behind those good old DCOMs. There's some uh, some heavy moments in the film, a little, little bit of sadness. Uh, yeah, mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Disney Channel movie Mommy Issues. We'll also discuss why these movies were great or not so great and ask you to share your hot takes with us. We're also bound to get a little off topic about pretty much anything. I did not understand a single word. <laughs> I went to college. Not for insurance. Even go to insurance college. <laughs> insurance college. <laughs> Listen to the No Stupid podcast today on any podcast streaming service. No, stupid. <laughs> <laughs>